welcome to Into the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. And once again, I am completing or trying to complete the mandate that God has given me by sharing the downloads about how to divorce, proof your marriage. Um, some of the key points are, number one, we have an enemy. His name is Satan, and he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He's a liar. He's a thief. He's a murderer. And he wants to murder your marriage. He wants to murder your relationship with your wife or your husband. He wants to murder your relationship with your children. He is awful. And then number two is you are dating your representative. Yes, you are dating the representative. You're dating the best version of your spouse. Not the real person. And number three, God has created four laws of love that if you stay within the boundaries of those four laws of love, the law of priority, the law of um, um, pursuit, the law of partnership, and the law of purity, it will bless and protect your marriage. And then God has given us I know that was really number four. Number three is supernatural sex. And this is only can be had within the confines of marriage. But it's the explosive sex that we all want. It's the, it's the communion of the spirits, the communion of the souls and the communion of the bodies. Yes. And then we've talked about the, the soul, the souls of mankind are wounded. They're wounded by the sin nature of people all around us that infect us, that hurt us, and then we hurt others. And with each rip, with each tear, with each gash in our souls, it's a gateway, an entry point for Satan to come in and rip us further apart. Yes, divorce proving your marriage can be done. That was the plan God had put man and woman together and made them one in him and through him. The, the union of the husband and wife is the, is an image of the image of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so I have been talking uh, from my own experiences now that I'm dating, how um, it is important to do the things that are necessary to divorce proof your marriage, right? So yes, this is a very big deal and it's very important to us to divorce proof your marriage. So, the latest insights that I would like to um, share with you in um, divorce proofing your marriage, of course, why is it so important that the Father, that you have Lord God, um, Christ Jesus, Yahshua Mashiach, and Lord God, Ruha Kadash, Lord God, Holy Spirit, be a part of the selection process? Of your future spouse. Well, first of all, 
They created you. They know you intimately. They know your heart's desires. They know what you like and they know what you don't like. Right? And they cannot be deceived. They see the heart of your heart and they see the heart of your future spouse. Having the father, Yahshua HaMashiach, Yuhayvahe, Yahshua HaMashiach, and Ruhakadash, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, involved in the selection process of your future spouse is a win-win all around. Why? Because they intimately know you and they intimately know your future spouse. And guess what? They know what your spouse is going to be like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. They know about the layoffs. They know about the sicknesses. They know about the financial crisis. They know about the health crisis. They know about everything that's going to impact your marriage. And they know the type of disposition that you need in your life in order to flourish, in order to prosper. You know, there's a word in the Bible stating that a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and the favor of the Lord. And this basically is very true in the sense of the man, it needs to be the one that pursues, right, um, the spouse. And he is in search of, with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the mate that best is a best fit for him. And so it's um, very, I know ladies, um, and I'm with you on this. You, you definitely want to, um, be a part of that selection process. I mean, you can say, no, I'm not interested or yes, um, I am interested, but it, they need to pursue you. Now, this kind of gets into it a little bit because men, they like the hunt. So when you get married, that's why it's important that you have the Holy Spirit and Jesus and the Father help you because when you are put together and you are made one, then he's going to feel whole and you're going to feel whole. Although I do agree that you're a whole woman and you're a whole man and making a whole union, right? So it's important. It is very important that we get the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the selection process of our spouse. Um, I also is talked about the dating process and staying within the boundaries of what God has ordained for us to do in the dating phase and how it's kind of hard to do that now because of all the freedom that we have, right? So as we press um, through and pursuit of that soulmate, as they would say, that person that is going to make us happy, we believe for the rest of our lives, it is important that we marry someone that has the fruits of the Spirit, and that's love, love, joy, 
peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control against such. There is no law. It is important that you marry um, someone that has the gifts of the Spirit, wisdom, knowledge, faith, miracles, healing, prophecy, discernment of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. All of these gifts are spiritual weapons, right, to basically fight off the enemy, okay? So as we um, pursue our future spouses, and especially if this is your second time around, then you got the advantage of remembering the things you did wrong and that you don't want to repeat your same mistakes. And so second time around, third time around, whatever it is, make sure that you press in and listen to the Holy Spirit. Press in. One of the interesting things of the four spiritual laws of love is the one about priority, of course, and um, pursuit and partnership and love. The pursuit one is where we kind of sometimes, you know, and the priority one, of course, that's a tough one to maintain with all the different forces that are jockeying for position. Um but in your life, but the pursuit is the one that sometimes we find very hard um, to maintain that one because as we age, in some many cases we gain weight, and as we age, you know, things change in our bodies, and and so we need to make sure that we are. Staying um, at our peak, at our best, physically, emotionally, intellectually, mentally, and our will is in alignment with the Father's will, the will of the Son, Christ Jesus, and the will of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. These are, we don't have to worry about our spirit if we're born again. If we're born again, then our spirits are one. Our spirits are, we're both new creations, new creatures in Christ Jesus, and we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. So when you're born again, you, you, your spirits are in alignment, but the soul realm and the body, that's where we have to really do some work and to assure that we, uh, the divorce proof our marriage. You know, the, the, Pursuit is um, very interesting because you sometimes almost start treating, especially if you put in like several years already in the marriage and you quickly start taking your spouse for granted. What do I mean by that? Well, you don't put your, you don't make sure that you look your best. And you know, Mary Kay, who was a very, um, um, a famous entrepreneur and made her um, living with makeup. She was very much about making sure that her she had makeup on. Her husband never, I believe, never saw her without makeup. 
At least that's what I'm told. I'm told that first thing in the morning she would get up earlier before her husband got up and she would put some makeup on her face. Well, I'm not a big makeup person, but I am a big lip gloss person. So I love lip gloss. Um, but I, I think the whole point for her was she wanted to look her best for her man, right? And as women, we, we do want to do that. And men, men should also want to do that as far as looking their best for their woman, right? Or their wife. And so I've been really thinking a lot about that since I've been out of the dating pool for over seven years now. Um, and now I'm kind of like paying attention more to my hair and I won't do all the makeup, but I will do the lip gloss and, and I will try to wear nice clothes and things like that. And my boyfriend has make, he does, he notices. He notices everything. He notices um, my hair. He notices my clothes, and he makes comments, and and I, which is very very gratifying. But we need to continue doing the things that we need to continue doing the things we did prior to becoming married. That means that when that person called. Everybody else was put on a lower priority, right? Um, when um, that person um, came into a room, they got all your attention, right? Um, so I, I've been really kind of honing in on and, and trying to think about if I do get married again, how can I maintain this thing of priority? And I know it got to a point in my, my marriage um, um, that we were like two ships passing in the night. And, um, and then the thing that came into my heart and mind was greed. And you're saying, well, Dr. Davis, how does, what does greed have to do with your marriage, it has a lot to do with your marriage because one of the things that can happen in the marriage is one spouse or both spouses could get out of balance when it comes to finances in the marriage as well as sex. Sex and money are two of the main, main things along with communication um, that can, you know, <laughs> um, derail a marriage. Um and as I thought about my marriage, I, I remember some of the telltale signs because, of course, my former husband was extremely frugal. And I came from a family that, you know, didn't have budgeting and all that stuff and spent money, you know, willy-nilly. So I had to get, so I think I'm a perfect balance now after being married for almost 30 years. Um, but when money you know, when the spouse starts taking money, and I'm not talking about a little money, I'm talking about $100,000 here, $100,000 there, you know, or, you know, you, you um, got a lawsuit and the spouse doesn't even know anything about it and and um, you get the check and the spouse never even sees the check. Could be a check for a million dollars as far as you know. But that that's a real, that's a telltale sign of, 
greed, and it can also show up in the in the bedroom and um, lusting for things um, in the bedroom. So that is another thing that if you divorce proof your marriage and you value your spouse more than I, I think valuing your spouse as a person more than the sex, more than the money or or the attributes or the gifts that um that you bring into the marriage. I think that was one of the things I really um love of about my boyfriend right now. He's very, you know, he always says, I want you, Gail, not your sex, not the sex you could give me, not all the other benefits that you bring to the table. I love you as an individual, you, Gail, which is very, very refreshing with this world that we have today of people um, basically wanting to use their spouses, uh, use them up in some ways in the sense of um, you meet my needs as um, sexually or you bring money to the table and therefore I am financially uh, made whole with you and all these other things that, that are brought into marriage. Now, yes, I do believe that we need to make sure that we don't have debt if we can try not to bring debt into the marriage because um, debt can hurt your marriage. It inhibits your ability to give. Um, it inhibits your ability to do things um, for the family. And then you start making decisions which are based on money. And that's not, that's never a good thing. You know, your decisions should be based on the word of God, that your decisions should be based on God's destiny for you and your spouse and your children because God is a generational God. He's not just looking at you. He's looking at your children. He's looking at your, he's looking at you and your grandchildren. I mean, he's looking all the way down the, the line and it's important to God that you have a godly seeds and you have to have certain things in place. One of the best things for a marriage is for the husband, for the father to passionately love the mother and for the mother to passionately love the father. And that love will spill over onto the children and they will also have great role models of what they're looking for when they get married, right? I I think about some really, really great marriages in my eyes, and some of the best marriages I've seen are where the spouses really adore each other, and um, and they really respect each other. And they don't take advantage of each other. And I have seen that. And I have seen how their children prosper and how their grandchildren prosper. So it is definitely all what? Connected. It is all connected. And it helps to what? Divorce-proof your marriage. As I 
walk this journey of life and now have someone in my life, it is very important that I am my, my very best, but I also want my boyfriend to see the real Edith. I don't want to have any facades. And so we have been extremely transparent with each other and sometimes maybe even a little too transparent because I've gotten into a little hot water a few times saying exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> sometimes you don't have to say exactly what you're thinking, but um, but I think that the more your future spouse can see the real you, how you respond to pressure, how you respond to um, the opposite sex, you know, in his presence or out without his presence, right? Um, also, it is important um, for your future spouse to know your thoughts about children and the rearing of children and your thoughts about finances. And I made it extremely clear that I will not marry a man that does not tithe. I, 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 they've got to be a tither. They've got to give a minimum of 10%. And they can do more if they want, but a minimum of 10% of their income needs to go into the storehouse, go into the church, go where you are being taught the word of God, right? And so that's a critical, that's a, what they call it, a deal breaker for me. And um, I'm sure that my boyfriend has his deal breakers too. He's already shared a couple of them with me and I made some adjustments um, with him as well. So as I reflect on how to divorce proof my marriage, I really have been zeroing in on the law of pursuit and maintaining the same passion um, and the same drive that I have prior to marriage and also communicating your desire. You know, although I have um, had a talk with my boyfriend about, you know, I don't want to talk a lot of erotic because that's a part of seduction and, you know, women can be seduced, right? And so... If we're going to stay within the confines of our marriage, then um, then that needs to be curtailed to a certain extent so that we won't fall or stumble um, in having sex outside of marriage, which is a big, big one for me as well. Um, I've also been contemplating the law of priority and where your marriage is number one. I, um, Robert Morris, Pastor Robert Morris, which by the way, my form, my, um, my boyfriend looks a lot like him. And, um, Pastor Robert Morris basically had a, a revelation. God had given him a revelation about his wife, Debbie. And he, you know, had a rough start in the marriage, but he was zeroed in with the Holy Spirit and the Father and Jesus and, and he, God was able to salvage his marriage in the beginning stages of his marriage. And 
one of the things God told him to do was he wanted him to get a pencil paper and a pen and he wanted him to write down, number one, what are the priorities? So he gets the paper, he gets the pen, he writes down one and then he puts God. And, and God says, hold it, hold it. I didn't tell you to put God. So Robert Morris balls up the paper, throws it away, gets another piece of paper, gets the pen, writes one, period, and he's just poised, ready to write God again. And God says, I, I didn't tell you to write God. And he said, well, God, what is number one? And the Holy Spirit told Robert Morris that Debbie was number one and that if he put his wife first, and loved her like Christ loved the church, then he would be putting him first. Isn't that powerful? If you love your spouse, if the, if the husband loves his wife like Christ loved the church, and the wife respects her husband and loves her husband and 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 loves him and serves him as she would do unto Christ Jesus. You got a match made in heaven and you are projecting the love of God. I'm going to let you guys meditate and think about that a little bit. But God told Robert Morris that number one was Debbie. And so it's, it's important that we prioritize our marriage. And in prioritizing our marriage, we will prioritize, everything else will fall into place. How we treat our children, how we treat our parents, how we treat our siblings, the community that we interface with. And one of the interesting things that um, my boyfriend said today to me was, you know, he was very much, you know, I'm always thinking about my um, my friends and I'm like, Okay, Lord, you know, I'm trying to make sure, you know, I'm trying to help them, take care of them, pray for them. And, you know, I love my friends because my friends are so important to me. And I basically um, said, wow, um, you know, and Charles, basically, that's my boyfriend's name. He basically said, um, you know, I, I, I love this individual, too, but I, but I love you more. And I want your happiness more. So it's really nice to be a, what, priority. Pursuit and priority. Prioritizing. So when you get that big job offer, it's not about you. It's not about the money or whatever. It's about how does this fit into the marriage does this elevate the marriage? Does this prioritize the marriage? Or will this diminish the marriage? That's the kind of questions that you ask when you are, what, married and you prioritize the marriage. And when the, when the woman, when, when, you know, women are prone to, you know, put a lot of energy and effort into the children... And they should be taken care of. But you make sure that you save some of that energy and a lot of that love for your husband. 
because he is your number one baby, right? So women, and, and that's really tough sometimes where we're scrambling, we're cleaning the house and then, and don't, don't have a job on top of that, right? So you got your job and then you're still trying to make sure the house is right and you're right. Um, so we, we need to explore the priority more, but let's close this broadcast with um, Romans 10.9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94. Oh